0: What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Hope everyone is uh, recovering, not so hungover, or not as much hungover as you were, or not at all, if you were smart. Uh, Hope everyone had a safe new year. Uh, I am your host, Barry Johnston. With me is my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? (laughs) Uh, What the hell is that?
1: Uh, well, I was trying to find a sound effect for the, uh, little paper tongue thing, whistle, you know, you oh, blow yeah, it and it yeah. unravels and go, yeah, but, yeah. uh, that's, uh, I couldn't find it. So that's, that's what we got. Happy new year, man.
0: Oh man. Happy new year. How was, uh, how was your new year?
1: Uh, you know, it was pretty, pretty tame. I just chill, you know, it's what I do. I chill and I relax and I don't really go out and do anything and I don't really celebrate. I just hang out with my cats, um, which is fine. You know, cause I just, uh, got back from holidays, you know, from going to my mom's and that was extended a little longer than normal. But, uh, yeah, so I'm just, you know, I just, uh, just chilled, you know, took order some takeout and, uh, watched, uh, you know,
0: comedies. Yeah. That's about, yeah. A, that's about what we do anymore. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll put on a movie. We don't really want to go out and be a part yeah. of the uh, craziness, you know, that's, yeah. that's well, for the kids, you know?
1: yeah yeah and it's still you know we're still not you know great with uh, all the covid stuff and the new variants and everything so just playing it safe that's yeah. all it is you yeah. know and as you get older it's easier to stay at home and no matter what you whatever is going on so
0: yeah yeah man for sure for sure man but yeah looking forward to a new year and um yep. how know, was your
1: christmas dude? it was you
0: good went yeah to the family? yeah very good we had a great time it was nonstop, really just uh, you know, really from the time we got there till the time we left, it was uh just full on seeing everybody, doing all the mm-hmm. stuff, eating tons mm-hmm. of food. Good mm-hmm. lord, man. I had to take a break from eating. I was like, God, I I just can't eat anymore. So uh but it was great, man. It was um and Yeah. Did was, you guys did you fly or did you drive? No, we drove, man. It's a 14 hour drive. So yeah. With, Jeez. with the kids. Yeah. So
1: are you, uh, are you Clark Griswolding it? Are you the only driver or are you letting uh, everybody take turns? Cause now you're all of driving age, right? Yeah,
0: they are. But, um, you know, they're not, they are not <laughs> equipped to, uh,
1: that was a pregnant pause if I've ever yeah. heard one.
0: <laughs> Look, man, like when I get into freaking, I, it must be tour mode. That's the only thing I can think of because when dad gets in freaking, we're, we're, we're on a mission, um, I gotta do it now. Yeah. My wife will drive a little bit here and there, but for the most part, um, I bang it out for the most part, but yeah, man, it's, um, it's a pretty good drive. Um, the hardest thing is, you know, one of my kids is six foot five. And so for him to be comfortable, you know, we, we, we you know, quite a bit so he can yep. get up and stretch and stuff. So, but yeah, man, yeah, it was good, man. It was, uh, you know, we enjoyed our time with the family, you know, and, and that's, um, that's what that time of year is about for us. And so it's good to be able to take some time away from work and get away from things and, and mm-hmm. chill out a little bit, man. How about yourself? How was your Christmas, man?
1: Christmas was really good. I went to my mom's and, uh, I spent it with my, uh, sister and her two boys who are uh 13 and 16 and uh, with my mom and with my stepdad um and we had a great lovely christmas it was very casual we all hung out my sister christmas day we we went to my sister's house and um uh, open presents in the morning and my sister made up, um, some of her famous black bean soup Mm. and we all ate that. And, um, I ate two bowls full of that and I was so good. And then promptly, uh, half of us started taking naps.
0: So Uh, we
1: all took naps and, uh, or in the boys played their video games. And Then, you know, uh, as you know, that uh, my stepfather—that was his last Christmas with us—because a couple of days later he passed on. Um, he took a fall, he uh, in his head, and uh, he just did not really recover from that. Um, but you know, he was—it's uh, not a sad thing. He was almost ninety. Uh, he was—he led a full, full life. Yeah and he had um he was a good really good man really well loved and respected in his community very kind and very uh giving and would you know give you the shirt off his back he would he helped out people he gave people multiple chances if you know if they messed up in life he would give them multiple chances he he worked with a um, for you know at least 20 25 years he went out to the prison there every week and held a Toastmasters uh, meeting with prisoners and he helped the prisoners and he would, uh, we discovered, you know, he even was help them financially sometimes with wow. legal fees and wow. stuff. We discovered that after he had passed and wow. a lot of things and, uh, you know, just, a, just, a you know, who's active in his church and active in any kind of civic or- organization and, um, you know, just, um, just, a great guy all around, yeah. and you know, he uh, age his age was catching up with him, and he just unfortunately had um, a spill, and uh, you know, and then it was just uh, time for him to go. And he held on. His daughter came up from Florida, and uh, he, uh, you know, he was he was he was peaceful when he passed.
0: So. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, you're telling me off air a little bit that just how great the community has been and yeah, how kind people are. And, um, you know, it sounds to me like he was a, a real, you know, he was a man that took care of his family. And he, mm-hmm. he um, you know, it's a, it's an example of how you should live your life. You know, I mean, we live, in, we live in a day now where everybody wants credit for everything. And, you over the holidays, one of the biggest issues I have are these people that, like, film themselves being great, you know, being gracious to other people, giving yeah. them things and stuff like that. And it's always just, like, hit me in a spot that's just like, this is disgusting. You know, yeah. you yeah. want credit for these things, being nice to people. And it's like, it's I, you know, it's disingenuous and, you know what a what a what a real human being does is they do things for people and don't tell anybody. Yep. Because it's not about them and that's yep. that's um uh, that's just a wonderful it's a wonderful uh, trait to have as a human being and it says a lot about your character. Um yep. and um, and I know that he was loved by many and oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know my heart goes out to you guys and um you want to want to certainly uh send my my love and prayers to to yep. you guys.
1: Well, we, yeah, we definitely, we appreciate it, you know, your your family, um, we all, cause we're, we're, as far as all of us are concerned, so we do appreciate that, but, uh, and, you know, like I said, it's not, I'm not trying, it's not a bummer thing, we're not trying to be, you know, sad sack or anything, but it's just, these things happen in life, you know, and, um you know, you've, you deal with him and, you know, we were a little bit prepared because, you know, his, his health had been declining because, yeah. you know, I mean, again, he was almost 90, yeah. you know, and he was in probably better shape than most of us, you know. in his When he was in his, you know, early 80s, he was definitely in better shape yeah. than a lot of us, you know, he was much more active and stuff. Yeah. But,
0: uh, That's great.
1: But, you know, just a great person and somebody to look up to and and, and, and um, really celebrate, yeah. you know, um, at this time so so I just yeah i wanted to share that with all of our friends and here in weirdsville since we're all family you know we're a community on our own and um you know so that's that but uh let's you know let's light the mood yeah let's get back to some good stories some fun stories some strange stories weird stories that happened in 2021
0: yeah, and, we've uh, we've got we've got some uh some more for you guys that are really yep. it's it you know, fun stuff to talk about. Certainly yep. things that you don't get uh on your normal news outlets. So, you know, yep. we're gonna get into some stuff that's really fun and just a way to maybe just check out of reality for a little bit and have have some fun.
1: Yep, we've got some uh great science, weird science news stories. We've got some interesting true crime and some we got some drug stories. We got all sorts of stuff, man. It's a regular, you know, smorgasbord of uh, a holiday smorgasbord of stories here for you. This is what you want after New Year's. Um, do you have any post New Year's Eve traditions? Do you have any like New Year's Day traditions of your own?
0: Sometimes I'll I'll make um, like uh, black eyed peas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's normally. Um, A thing, although I don't have black eyed peas, I think I have purple holes, which are I I think that are better. They're a better type of a pea. But I'll make Mm -hmm. some I'll make that for for everybody. That's really it. You know, that's if I do anything, it's that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Black eyed peas, especially where we were, where we grew up. That was very traditional. Yeah. uh, New Year's Day. You know, you'd have black eyed peas for good luck. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, um, but my, you know, my uh, grandma Bibi she would make them every year. My brother would sneak one in to my food every year, because um, <laughs> I didn't like them. Didn't yeah, like they're how, earthy. He, they, I didn't like how they tasted or yeah. anything like that. But yeah. um, he would always sneak one in and then tell me later, and I would get kind of upset. But he was just <laughs> looking out for me. That's you funny. know, Want me
0: to have good luck? Of course.
1: You know, that was an excuse. He was really just torturing me, um, as we've (laughs) well-established
0: the
1: ruthlessness that my brother levels that he would go to just to put one over on me. Yeah. Um, But no, no. Well,
0: you know, on the East Coast, they do pork and sauerkraut. That's their— Oh, yeah? Yeah. So that became— That must
1: must be like uh, some—
0: Dutch. Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh,
1: Dutch. Okay. I think. I could be wrong,
0: but— German. Something something like that. Um, But yeah, that's funny. It's funny, you know— different people have different traditions so uh, I certainly never heard of that before I moved over in that area but yeah man so yeah if we do anything maybe I'll cook if it's not uh, peas it'll be something else that I cook so
1: Yep. I used to, uh, for a number of years, I had a holiday tradition, a New Year's Day tradition of going to a Chinese buffet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, nice. you know, I mean, like when you were, especially when, you know, back in when I was younger and I would drink on New Year's to excess as much as I was to. Um, the easiest thing to do is get up and go to a Chinese buffet and not have to really
0: think too much. You yep. just load up a plate and you yeah. eat. Yeah, yeah, man. And
1: it's, you know, you can, and you can eat a couple of platefuls easily. Yep. And that will, you know, help out what's left in your stomach and, you know, give you uh, tons of good nourishment. That's right. Uh, I started that one year um, when I woke up long before everybody else woke up. And I was super hungry and I was in uh, Weatherford, Oklahoma, Visiting some friends there, and um, so this was probably like late '90s, and I got up and I drove to the one place I knew was going to be open, which was the Chinese buffet, and I went and I ate, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" So I thought I'm going to make this my Chinese buffet New Year's buffet. That's my going to be my tradition, and I did it for a number of years. Um, even after I stopped drinking, I would do that. You know the. Uh, um, you know, and sometimes I would try to change it up and it wasn't as good. You got to keep your traditions up. But yeah. of course, with, uh, with you know, fortunately with COVID, one of the places that were are hit hardest in restaurants were buffet places. You yeah, know? yeah so, man,
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so I'm not going to be doing that this year, but I usually, if I don't go to, to Chinese buffet, I'll do the home-style version, so order a couple of dishes. There you go. And uh, there's been a couple, a couple of times when I was um, lived in a place that didn't have the buffet, Yeah. I would, we'd get some friends together for, like, a later lunch, and yeah. everybody would bring a dish or two from their yeah. their favorite Chinese takeout place, nice. and we'd have our own buffet. Nice. And that was a lot of fun,
0: yeah. too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Let's get into this buffet of stores. Yes. That's so what's our weird news story of 2021?
1: Yes. Part two. (laughs) All right. You ready for this? Ready. Here is some. um, I would put this under the weird science category. And it is from uh, this is an article from the Nerdist. Uh, By Matthew Hart. This is from May 18 of the 2021. And the headline is this. Pigs and mice can breathe through their anuses.
0: Well, huh. (laughs) Okay. Well, I need to hear more because Uh that raises a lot of questions.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you you may have heard in the past where like turtles can like breathe through their anuses and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, what a talent. Yeah. So basically, the article is talking about how, uh, obviously, because we are in desperate need of ventilators and artificial lungs, um, some scientists have done a series of oxygenation, oxygenate, oxygenate. Jason, good lord! I don't know what was so. It sounds like oxyna, <laughs> oxygenation.
0: Oxygenation. Oh. Okay. Okay.
1: Easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, experiments on on pigs, rats, and mice um, to see if, uh, basically, to see if you can get oxygen in through other places than. Just the mouth and the nose, you know, through the, down through the uh, the lungs. Okay. Um, so apparently, um, they've shown that uh, in the lab. Um, <laughs> there's a picture here, but uh, liquid oxygen uh, can efficiently be attained. Uh, in rats and 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 pigs and mice of that uh, who have respiratory failure, they can they can basically use liquid oxygen in their butts to uh, get to get oxygen in their blood.
0: Interesting. And
1: so, like um, you know,
0: there's two things I think about. First, I think about. You know that old party trick where you uh, you take a bottle of vodka and you sh- you shove it where the, sh- the sun don't shine apparently and you get more drunk or drunk you, faster or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a uh, that's been, you know that that's been around for a while. Butt, like ch- butt, shots. butt, ch- butt chugging butt or butt yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's been around for a while. Um, it, it you know and here's the thing is it, it, theoretically yes it works. But it's really, really bad for you. Yeah, I can um, imagine. But there was also in recent years, because, you know, we're now with every TikTok and every social media and everything, that teens are finding out, you know, new ways because teens are always gonna find try to find new ways to get wasted and um, you know, but I know that it was in um I think it was in Northern Europe, some one of the Scandinavian countries that they were having problems with teens uh, soaking tampons in vodka and putting that up their butts, their really? rectums, and to get drunk. Because apparently you get drunk quick oh, by man. absorbing the alcohol straight <laughs> into the butthole. So, and well, the, the intestines, I should say, not the butthole. You but know, the
0: you know, the, uh, the other thing I think about is, um, you know, like, you know, the the people that can, like, you know, suck in air and then blow it out, as it were. Uh, these people that can do that on demand, you know. Um, you mean
1: not just in their mouths? No, their I nose? mean
0: through their butts, through their, right. you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, the old Howard Stern thing where he had people on, you know, air to come on and do that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um which is kind of where I thought this was going. I was like, how are you... This is like a reverse breathing sort of (laughs) of a thing. But um, I guess what the article is saying is that they're taking liquid oxygen and like shooting it in to the anus. And so that is how they're able to breathe, which is, uh, wow. I mean, that's um, interesting, I guess. That's, uh, wow.
1: Yeah, there is... um, Yeah, so I mean, you know, they're they're finding... They're using science to find other ways that we could possibly get oxygen in. And, and you know, here's the thing: it's beyond just you know the need for respiratory. You know, since we don't have breathers and stuff like that, you could. This could be if we could figure out how to do this to people. This could be applied to uh, space travel,
0: right. really. In yeah, the yeah, future, yeah. You know, yeah, man. Yeah. Um.
1: So yeah, there's that, but um. But you know you're going back on your thought about the, uh, um, the people who can take in air and, and put it out. There was in the uh, the nineteenth and early twentieth century. You know, whenever vaudeville was big, and, yeah, and yeah. people got their entertainment by going to stage. There was a type of entertainer known as. Uh, uh, a flatulist, okay. Okay, <laughs> and a flatulist is also in the name of a, a fartist or a professional farter, and they were entertainers. Uh, and I'm I you know that everybody at home is really thrilled and, 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 and engaged at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we,
0: yeah. Um, this my this is they, high entertainment, man.
1: Absolutely, this, and this is knowledge. I'm we're, I'm dropping hot knowledge here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so a uh, fartist, uh, they were entertainers who were often associated with a uh, – this is according to Wikipedia – a specific type of humor, uh, which I think we understand what they're meaning there, uh, whose routine consists solely or primarily of passing gas in a creative, musical,
0: or amusing manner. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it that really – that is one of those things that throughout time, I guess we all we have all found funny, and um, even even back then, which would have been almost a hundred hundred plus years ago, man, uh, yeah. people found that funny. You know, my grandfather, he actually used to walk around with a f- little fart handheld fart machine, like a little <laughs> little thing that he would squeeze, and it, yeah. one of his favorite things to do is just sit on elevators with people and just use that thing and. Uh, he was really good at it, man. I mean, he could he could really squawk one out, and, and uh, he he enjoyed that. So uh, that's hilarious, man. Okay, well, I've I've got one here. Um, changing subjects. Uh, this is from um, this is from live science.com uh, From let's see, was. Uh, December the 3rd and the title is ghost particles detected inside the large hydron collider for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the hydron colli- collider is pretty, uh, remember when they thought that they were afraid that they were going to open up a black hole on accident whenever they yeah, first, yeah. like that was one of the big things that they thought rip
1: apart the universe. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it says, uh, ghostly neutrinos, have never been seen inside a particle accelerator until now. Physicists have detected ghost particles called neutrinos inside an atoms uh, smasher for the first time. The tiny particles known as neutrinos were spotted during the test run of a new detector at the Large Hadron Collider, LHC is what it's uh, referred to as. The world's largest particle accelerator... Located at CERN near Geneva, Switzerland. The landmark discovery made by CERN's forward search experiment calibration and presented in a November 24th uh, paper in the journal Physical Review D is not just the first time that neutrinos have been seen inside the LHC. But it's also the first time they've been found inside any particular accelerator. The breakthrough opens up a completely new window through which the scientists can investigate the subatomic world. Prior to this project, no sign of neutrinos had ever been seen at a particular collider. The study's uh, co-author Jonathan Fing a, physicist, a physics uh, professor at the University of California, Irvine, co-leader of the Phaser Collaboration, said in a statement, This significant breakthrough is a step f- toward developing a deeper understanding of these elusive particles and the role that they play in the universe. Every second, about 100 billion neutrinos pass through each square centimeter of your body. The tiny particles are everywhere. They're in, they're produced in the nuclear fire of stars in e- enormous supernova explosions by cosmic rays and radioactive decay and in particular accelerators and nuclear reactors on earth i heard somebody who was it carl sagan talk about this or something mm-hmm. you know that your 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 body like, uh, it, it, uh, replenishes itself every seven years, right? Your, uh, yeah, your something t- like that, tissues yeah. or something like that. And oh,
1: your cells, your re- cells. Re- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every seven years, you're basically all yes. your
0: cells have been renewed from previous. And he previous talked years. about these particles and that I, I believe this is what he was talking about. Um, these neutrinos, these particles that are constantly passing through the body and that, um, you know, the fact that, you know, we're made up of stardust. You know what I mean? That whole mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. idea. This is really quite interesting. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to go on and, and read a little bit more. But despite their ubiquity, the particles remain hard to catch because neutrinos have no electrical charge and almost zero mass. They barely mm-hmm. interact with other types of matter true to their ghostly nickname neutrinos view the universe uh universe's regular matter as incorp incorporeal and they fly through it at close to the speed of light um the I, our understanding of these uh these subatomic universe is is like this article is trying to to explain is is pretty minimal at this point yeah 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 um They've they've studied uh, you know these particles, and I've heard stories about how you know you, you when you affect one of these particles, uh, it will affect everything else that is surrounding it. So I don't know how much of that is uh, sort of included in this kind of stuff, but um, I'm certainly you know these kinds of studies that they're doing with the Hydron Collider. Um, Are going to continue producing like this kind of like breakthrough science, man. It's it's really quite quite interesting, man.
1: Yeah, the one the thing about the the hydrogen collider is that it keeps it keeps making reality and proof of concept to reality of things that have been only theoretical for the longest time. Yeah. You know, and and like you said like we it's just um these these ideas that we've had and, and we still don't know so much about how the mechanics of the universe works, but we're getting we're discovering more and more things and realizing that, you know. And you know, I think some people could argue you know, cuz there are a lot of people that believe that the universe is a hologram. And, um, and there's also people that, you know, kind of believe that if you, that you think you can think things into existence, you know? Yeah. And so it's, you know, I'm kind of one be, of
0: those people.
1: I this could be one of those things that show yeah. that, you know, they didn't exist before until we thought of it, you know,
0: we've so, talked about, we thought about, we've <laughs> talked a little bit about that before, about the ether or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Because everything that we've been able to dream up, most of the things, not, not everything, but a lot of the yeah. things, especially when it comes to sci-fi. Yeah. Um, now we're seeing become a reality. And mm-hmm. uh, I love this kind of stuff because it 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 pushes the envelope of what the human mind really understands. And yeah. as soon as you think you understand... Like we think, we think of things on a macro level for the most part. Like what we can see, what we can touch, what mm-hmm. we can feel, hear, whatever, taste. Yeah. Um, there's a whole other universe that exists that we mm-hmm. can't see, and yeah. uh, like these particles that they say that like sometimes like like I was hearing somebody talk about how like they they try to study these things and like like they'll be there and then they'll be gone. And then yes. they'll be there, and then they'll be gone, and it's yeah. like, what the fuck is going on here, man? Yeah, and, so
1: it's, it's it's like some part, like if and and this is not me being any kind of a scientist, but this is just what I've
0: understood. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple like a couple of dumb know. guys talking about yeah, right. This is yeah. just this,
1: yeah, a couple of dumb guys who are, who know just enough to be dangerous, yeah. maybe. <laughs> um, but um, but like. Some particles can, like you said, some they disappear, and so they can basically they can teleport. So they can be one place and then another place and then the same place. You know, they can be two places at the same time in the universe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: can. Some can apparently travel through time. Um, man, it's just when you get down on the uh, subatomic level, shit gets weird, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't even know. Yeah, but stuff gets really, really weird. And, you know, and that's just – it's crazy because like you said, you know, we, we're we're here on our level where we see the things that are just surface level. Yeah. There's so much that we can't see because it's too small and on the other n- end of the spectrum, there's so much that we can't see because it's so big and we can barely even get our little, you know, gray matter in our noggins to, uh, you know, to comprehend those things, but there are some people that you know, there are people who are better at it than us, thank yeah. God, thank god that can, you know, can do a little bit more in one way or the other and you know, have that thing. So,
0: very cool, man. Yeah, very cool. That's a cool subject that I enjoy talking about. So, yeah,
1: yeah. All right, so back to my side of this uh, weird news roundup. This is from January um, of 2021. And it comes from the uh, CNN Wire. The headline reads: "Naked man rescued from tree, got lost on way to party, survived on snails." <laughs> okay, Fisherman rescue him from crocodile habitat where he says he spent three nights. All right, so.
0: Australia. I was going to say this has to be Australia. It's either Australia. Australia. Yeah, it's either Australia or Florida, but the fact there's crocodiles leads me to. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) Two Australian uh, fishermen brought home a bigger catch than they were expecting when they rescued a naked man from a mangrove full of crocodiles. The man claimed he had been lost for. He had gotten lost three days earlier, was on his way to a New Year's Eve party. And it turns out, though, this man was actually a robbery suspect who shed his ankle bracelet. Oh. Yeah, so he's a criminal. Wow. Um, So Cam Faust and Kevin Joyner were on a small boat laying crab traps on Sunday, Uh Early some, some an early in the year, you know, had to be before the sixth, um, and after the first, <laughs> <laughs> off at Eastport near the city of Darwin, uh, and when they heard somebody calling for help, and Faust said, "We heard this faint like ah ah," and so I said to me mate, "Is that guy saying help?" So we went a bit closer. When they got there, the pair saw Luke Varinsky, uh Oh, no, Voskarensky. Uh probably murdered. Either way, I murdered that. Uh, Luke Forty, who was naked and clinging to a tree. He had swollen feet, cuts all over his body, was covered in mud. The waterways around Darwin on the... Northern territories coast are known to be inhabited by crocodiles and East Point. The area that they were in is a nesting spot for the reptiles. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Um, not a place you want to be stranded. Not
1: at all. So Voskarensky Begged them for some water, well, for help, obviously, but he wanted some some water, and he told the guys that he had been living off snails since uh, losing his way on Thursday. Damn. So, this is Australia. So, the guys gave him a beer, and they lent him (laughs) some, a cold beer, lent him some shorts, because, again, he was naked, and then, um, and then they went uh, to solid land and called an ambulance. Uh, so it turns out that uh, the naked man was wanted for allegedly breaching bail over an armed robbery uh, he broke free from his ankle monitor and uh that was you know those monitoring his whereabouts he was he was, he was arrested and treated uh, for exposure at the hospital um so yeah so the uh, the hospital he, they said <laughs> the faust Said uh, he's in the hospital with handcuffs and two cops
0: babysitting him. So well, at least he got a beer out of the deal.
1: He got a beer and he got a hell of a story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! I want to
1: know what uh, I mean. He was going. Let's just let's, let's back up to the beginning, I guess. So this guy was uh, okay. We're we're going fishing, Bear. You and me, we're going fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're out on the skiff, and uh, we hear a fate. Ah, ah. we look over and we see a dude just hanging from a tree and so of course what are we going
0: to do well i mean you got to go over and see what the hell is going on you know what i mean yep i'm I'm, i'm curious by this point especially if the guy's naked
1: yeah yeah well that's what we discover when we're there he's all naked cut up covered in mud and just uh, flopping in the breeze. Um, so Am I, you look like said, you could use a beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? um, and he's like, I've been eating snails and I've been out here for three days <laughs> and uh, I was, <laughs> I was on my way to a new year's Eve party, got lost on his way to New Year's Eve party. Now I've been to some great new year's Eve parties but I've never been to one where you show up naked.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> now,
1: it could be an Australian tradition. Um, could be it was at a nudist plate. You know, it could be, Kong. yeah. But, uh, again, one would think that wherever you're going to, you would disrobe at the function yeah. and not dare. And then, of course, um, in these modern times um, – you know you can you can Google Maps just about anywhere or anything. And uh, did I tell you that I'm on uh, that my street? I'm on the Google Maps street level um, for my at my home address. That you yeah, can you're see on, you're on the on porch. porch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the porch, cleaning up some <laughs> cleaning some pillows for
0: a uh, a chair. That's yeah. hilarious, man. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember seeing the car drive by?
1: No, not at all. Because I was like, I mean, you can see my head's down, and I'm like,
0: sitting, <laughs> that sitting is, cat hair that off is
1: of a, off of a, of a pillow. That's so.
0: hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. You sent me that. That's really funny, man. Yeah. Really yeah, funny. Yeah, but but yeah, not
1: naked. Not naked. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, he should have he should have switched that around and said I was coming from a party, and then that would have yes. been a lot more believable.
1: Absolutely, they probably wouldn't even called. Uh, the, the cops. Or yeah, whatever,
0: so. yeah, exactly. That's great. But man. you know,
1: hey, that is a uh, a beautifully Australian story. A hundred
0: percent, hundred percent. Well, here's a British story for you. This is from the Sun uh, in the UK, and it was published on November fourth, and the title is "Britain's Bigfoot?" Question mark. I was stalked by naked Tarzan-like ape man hiding in the trees with a knife in northeast England. Uh, Mr. Hubbard will enjoy this. Mm -hmm. A woman has claimed she was once stalked by a Tarzan-like ape man hiding in the trees above her as she played with pals. The woman known as Karen, uh (laughs) 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 uh-oh, believes she came into contact with a mystical creature as a child in northeast England. She believes her sighting may have been the UK equivalent of Bigfoot, often reportedly sighted in rural mountainous regions of the US. Telling her story to investigator Deborah Hatswell on her BBR Investigations, uh, Cryptid Creatures podcast, Karen explained he was crouched in a tree. The main part of it that I could definitely remember is I look up into this tree And there he was in the tree, and the only way I could describe him was he was neither a man nor an ape, yet he was both of these things. I can remember thinking two small thoughts as I was uh, rationalizing it, and one of them was, oh, Tarzan. She added, it sounded funny, but that was the only thing I'd seen that was up in a tree crouched, especially holding something in his hand. Because I believed that he had some, of, some kind of, maybe, maybe it was a knife or maybe it was just a stone or something. And also, I remember thinking, young man. But I knew that he didn't look like any man I'd ever seen. Despite her hazy memory, Karen described the Bigfoot as naked with long, dark, bushy hair. Mm. I think there was dark uh, body hair and, and a dark body. And I know that he was naked, but I can't remember seeing any private parts. But I know he was crouched, so I know that it it covered certain areas. I remember really dark eyes, really intense eyes. But the thing that really stood out was that I was seeing what I was seeing was an ape man. I had never seen it before. It was something totally different. I remember feeling terror and running away. But at the point that I ran away, the girls were there. Alleged sightings of Bigfoot have baffled adventures for years, with a number of people claiming to have captured the mysterious creature on camera. In August this year, an alleged Bigfoot sighting was reported at Whitewater Canyon in the U.S. after a man took spooky pics appearing to show a hairy ape-like figure crossing a river. Other suspected sightings have included a figure with human limbs covered in black fur in the woods of Mississippi. Another saw creepy footage of a bear-like Bigfoot wandering through the Canadian wilderness. You know, it's interesting. I guess we don't really think about, um, you know, does the U.K. have Bigfoots? Because you don't hear that many stories about them coming from that area. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like we got one here and... um, that's interesting. I mean, that coincides with what other you know people have said about their Bigfoot sightings. Yep. Kind of matches that description, and
1: yep. um, it you, also just you know it seems like it took place a while ago, so it could have been just a uh, a hippie. That's very uh, true.
0: Yeah, but, uh... a, stin- <laughs> a stinky hippie man.
1: <laughs> no, but you you know um, yeah, like you said, it does sound very much like a you know what. You would hear from a, a a Bigfoot sighting, a Sasquatch sighting. And we don't hear as much, but I think, I mean, and again, like with um, UFO sightings and all that, they happen all over the right. world. It's just that with the United States being such a large country and with our own news, you know, being predominant, we don't really get any – we don't really – if you want international news you really have to search for it
0: you know yeah, you can yeah, get yeah.
1: BBC or some other stuff but you have to go and look for it we don't really focus on a lot of international stuff whether it's you know other gover- governments or even you know bigfoot sightings and stuff like that but yeah. they're all over man Yeah, and it would make sense that they're you know all over you know uh, sm- s- certainly small populations it would make sense um you yeah. know, because they, yeah. could, they could swim. I mean, you could swim from England to France, you know. Oh, yeah. People do it all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you could swim from other parts of the U.K. to, you know, the other, part, other parts other the islands, you know. So yeah, big creature could do
0: something like that. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, man. So who yeah. knows, man. Yeah. But that's really cool. Yeah. We got a, we got a U.K. Uh, Bigfoot. That's cool. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, staying in the U.K., um, I know you'll like this one. Uh, this is from September, and it is from. Um, it's also from CNN. It is eels threatened by public urination at music festival. High <laughs> levels, yeah, high levels of cocaine and MDMA in river. Glastonbury organizes, organizers say they don't condemn drug use. <laughs> All right so uh glastonbury which is the annual huge rock fest yeah. music fest yeah in the uk yeah um something that like i mean it's like you know we don't have anything really s- similar i mean maybe now we have like Lollapalooza, which is now just a one place yeah. event
0: yeah Gla- glastonbury is the one where they have they they hold up the huge uh, fucking um, flags and stuff. Like you'll see, uh, you know, it, it's it's really quite a. Uh, and there's hundreds, right, of thousands of people that come there, right? Oh I yeah, mean, it's, dude, huge. it's massive. Yeah, it's, it's massive. huge. Yeah, it's, it's a, like
1: a Woodstock every year. Yeah,
0: it's a big big deal, man. And it's 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 quite a, uh, you know, a, a band that gets asked to play that is it's quite a big deal.
1: Yeah, it's and it's like it's like um, it's also kind of like Bonnaroo where people camp out, you know, while they're there. Yeah, and uh, and it's like basically any uh, music fest where people are taking lots of illicit, illegal drugs. Yes, yes. Um, But uh, here, according to the article here, uh, public urination at the highly. Your hugely popular Glastonbury Festival led to illegal drugs entering a river, potentially harming wildlife, according to a new study. Oh, oh shit. Right? So, oh, um, shit. creatures at Bangor University in Wales discovered high levels of cocaine and MDMA oh. in the White Lake River, which runs through Worthy Farm, where the festival is usually held, with more than 200. Thousand
0: attendees. Wow, man,
1: that's bigger than our. That's like five of our hometowns.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe even six of them. Six kingfishers there. Um,
0: How many? How many was it?
1: Two hundred thousand.
0: Oh shit!
1: Usually more. Yeah, than that.
0: That'd be like, uh, like forty. Like a,
1: so, yeah, that's. Uh, oh yeah! Holy yeah,
0: shit, a, man!
1: Actually. Yeah, that would be. That's a. That's a. That's a. Yeah, that's big. That's more than four, than, than yeah. Than our home. That's that's a lot. <laughs>
0: wow, man, that's crazy. That's a,
1: almost a major city in some states. No know? kidding. Um, so the study found that uh, MDMA uh, concentrations quadrupled the week after the 2019 festival, while cocaine concentrations reached levels previously shown. At uh, previously shown to affect the life cycle of European eels, which are present in the river and are a
0: critically endangered species. Wow, man, yeah, man. So man, I, that's so weird because, like, I thought that once the once the drug has been, you know, metabolized, like, there's nothing left. Like, I. That's shocking to me that like there's it's still active like once mm-hmm. it leaves the body.
1: Well, it's you know it's there it's trace amounts, but those trace amounts accumulate. You know, yeah. so like now we know there's lots of, you know, we know there's Prozac and a lot of, uh, you know, mood drugs in the waters of that um, drain off of you know big, large cities. Because so many people are on um, mood stabilizers and stuff like that, so it, when mm-hmm. the water goes through the just sewer system and into the the waters, the oceans and stuff, um, yeah, you know, you find that levels like that, and it's you know, it's just another of you know the way humanity is affecting nature yeah. because we don't think about those consequences; we just go and you just. You piss wherever you can because, you know, you know you're at you, a music festival and you're, right. you know, you're off your tits on MDMA and Coke yeah. and, and who knows what else? Magic Mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, you know, ecstasy. Well, MDMA and ecstasy are pretty much the same thing, you know. Right. Um. Yeah, but, uh, you know you're having a great time, and you're hearing, you know, you know, you got, uh Chemical Brothers, yeah, uh, playing, and it's like three in the morning, and you know you're just like everybody's turned into a uh, psychedelic Daft Punk robot, yeah, you know, and uh, you've got to you've got to uh, pee, and so you just whip it out and you go, uh, whether you're a lady or a man, you know,
0: yeah, um, yeah, and then so, before you yeah. know it, you're fucking killing wildlife, man.
1: That's right, man. You're you're getting them, you're getting them all stoned. I don't know if they get stoned or not. I don't know if they react off of it, but it's definitely you know gotten into their systems, and uh, the uh, it's it's. Uh, yeah, that's wild. It's creating you know problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, fuck.
1: And it's also you know if you think about it too, it also happens really quickly because it's only a weekend that everybody's doing this. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. But um Yeah, man. So damn. That's wild.
1: So this has uh <clears throat> this is from uh okay. Uh Christina Dunn. uh Christian, sorry. Christian Dunn, a professor in wetland science at Bangor University. He's the one who's led the study. Um he said that uh, the illegal drugs were high, quote, high enough to be classified as environmentally damaging. Wow. End quote. Um, and um, he goes on to say that uh, this, is, this has highlighted the fact that stopping public urination is so important. And, you know, so. Not just for the traditional pollutants, uh, which, you know, we know all about. Yeah. But for these types of pollutants, which we're only now just becoming aware of yeah. pharmaceutical waste, illicit drug waste, these are important.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So, man. damn.
1: So, yeah, so, you know, we, we got to put up uh, more porta potties and we got to, um, you know, Crack down on the, uh, the Dad. traditional,
0: the, the, the drug use. Hey, well, you know, I was going to say, th- don't, you know, whatever uh, we do, let's not stop the drug use. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: like, well, you know, you're not, gonna, look, here's the, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We, we all know this. The two things that are not going to stop at, uh, the glass of Barry music fest are, uh, people screwing. Well, the, that too, but people peeing outside, peeing outside it's convenient. Yeah. yeah and because lines are forever at you know for the for disgusting you couldn't a you know,
0: body you couldn't pay me enough money to fucking go sit through one of those fucking festivals man just ain't Not gonna,
1: ain't gonna happen unless i've got like a basically a private room yeah
0: yeah that yeah, is yeah.
1: air conditioned yeah and um and and has you know clean toilets yeah. Features. Yeah. yeah and yeah. a nice, nice, comfy bed and couch. Definitely. Uh, and uh, uh, that I can move it around the festival. Yeah. Uh, or I, I guess basically what I want is to stay at home and watch it on TV.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Man, I from years of touring and being in yeah. crowds, I just hate being in crowds, man. I fucking hate yeah. it. I really yep. do. Thank and you, there, nothing would like give me the least pleasure in my life than to be stuck in that kind of a situation, man. You know? Yeah,
1: dude. Look, you know, we both obviously love music and we love seeing it live, but it's just that, you know, like a couple of years ago, Radiohead came through Cincinnati and I I've, I've never seen him. I loved him forever, but, um, I just couldn't bring myself to go because I knew it was going to be it's a stadium show. Oh yeah, man, yeah, and it was just it's just too not much. Fun. Yeah, it's just not fun too much, and yeah. I also wasn't on uh, anxiety medication at that point, so you know, and that's and so yeah, so it was way too much, way too overwhelming. Yeah. So now, I mean, literally, the only bands I ever go see are people that I know.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, you man. See, yeah, but, smaller yeah. venues, theaters. That's yep. that's cool, man. But I ain't fucking. Yep. I'm not I'm not standing in line with 30,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on one second. Or 200,000. Yeah, no shit.
1: soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors
0: okay i got one here from uh coast coast.com all right and uh this is uh crashed flying saucer spotted on mars Ooh. Yeah, man. There's a video uh, of it. I, I'm guessing it was from the one of the rovers or something, or, or uh, mm-hmm. it looks like an aerial view. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and at, at an anomaly hunter scouring NASA images for intriguing oddities on Mars, spotted what appears to be a crash flying saucer on the surface of the red planet. South African researcher uh, Jean Ward made the Uh, Weird discovery could be Gene Ward uh, made the weird discovery when he was looking at a photo taken by the Mars uh, reconnaissance orbiter back in December of 2006. While the image may be a whopping 15 years old, the researchers fresh examination of the picture uncovered a, a curious scene, which has been hiding in plain sight for all these years in the photo, a curious object, with a distinctly round edge, can be seen seemingly half buried in the Martian dirt with a long stake behind it, a long streak behind it, sorry, indicating that the anomaly looks to be around forty to fifty feet in diameter. Ward theorizes that the oddity could be some kind of disc shaped ship hit uh hit the surface of Mars at a very low angle. Alternatively, mm-hmm. he also uh uh uh, posited that the strange streak behind the peculiar peculiar shape might be indicative indicative of a ramp leading into an underground entrance. Hmm. While either fantastic scenario suggested by Ward would undoubtedly be welcome news to the UFO enthusiasts who believe that Mars was once inhabited by a race of intelligent uh, extraterrestrials. It should come as no surprise that skeptical observers have a different take on the anomaly spotted on the surface of the red planet. Rather than a crash flying saucer or a secret path into a subterranean alien base, they argue that the oddity is likely to be merely a trick of light and shadow. With that in mind, what's your take on the research that's been uh, researchers find? Um, It looks weird. I'll tell you that much, man. It's very interesting. Um, I don't know. It it could be that. It could be a lot of things. Um, I know that they've they've recently said that they found a huge deposit of water uh, on Mars Mm -hmm. recently, um, which, you know, a lot of the scientific community, um, or at least a few, have thought that life originated from Mars, which the water would obviously— Life on our planet originated from, from Mars is the idea. And the water would sort of um, back that up. Um, it certainly seems plausible to me that, that that's where at least some of our life came from. Although I think a lot of, I think we're an amalgamation of a bunch of different, um, you know, deposits of, uh, of. Uh, you know small microbes uh, over you know hundreds of thousands of billions of years or whatever um on this planet that just sort of we you know we've evolved to become whatever we are now but um i love this kind of stuff and the ufo stuff is you know i mean obviously something that we are interested in um oh, but yeah the the footage is interesting man it's um it's definitely it's definitely a worth ta- taking a look at. Do you, have you seen that at all? I looked at it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It looks like and, it, it uh, looks like it like skimmed, you know, the top of the surface and then got buried. Hmm.
1: So yeah, man. I mean, who knows? You know, there's no telling. There's so many weird things, I mean, obviously we're just getting into exploring Mars. You know, um, I remember another story uh, from, I think it was from this year, that uh, the Martian rover uh, accidentally or coincidentally uh, drew
0: like a, 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 a cock on balls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's, so, yeah. it's part of his pattern, it's what it <laughs> looks like, you know. <laughs> so, oh, that's great so it's
0: really funny yeah uh, that's funny could be anything
1: so that shows you if that that so that to me is the most human thing that we've ever done on another planet yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so Finding something it's it's uh drawing a cock and
0: ball absolutely stuff. well dick joke is uh i mean that's certainly um that's universal right yeah well every life form can appreciate so that far.
1: Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah i mean i, I on, guess as long as they understand what it is.
0: That's right. They may not have it, you know?
1: Yeah. Their their dicks may look a whole their you know, their genitalia could look a whole whole dude. There's no telling. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole speculative kind of fiction. <laughs> um I'm sure there's websites just dedicated to yeah. uh alien theoretical in yeah. genitalia. <laughs>
0: Hey man, somebody, maybe somebody that,
1: look it up and let us know.
0: Maybe that's a maybe that's a, a Pornhub uh, category.
1: So could, I don't think could so. be. I mean, I I don't know. Um, <laughs> potentially, yes, it could be. You know, everything's some there. Um, from you know, what's your weird story now? Sponsored by Pornhub <laughs> um, <laughs> for all your alien genitalia curiosity. Uh, needs.
0: Uh, <laughs> we got you covered.
1: They got you covered, yeah, with all sorts of alien bodily fluids. I'm going to stop there because I can make more observations that uh, <laughs> are not required. But, uh, but yeah, so let's go to a, another strange story. Um, this is from. I got this off of Mercury News. It's from uh, Southern California News Group. It's by Tony uh, Saavedra. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong there, Tony. Um, The headline is former California cop accused of stealing from another dead person. Hmm. Steve Forts. Faces more than four years in prison after convicted of all charges. So, so yeah, so here's a cop who was on suspicion of burglarizing another, apparently, another deceased person's home. So, you know, um, I guess he uh, out, found out they were dead and he went and stole like credit cards and, um, other stuff from, yeah, it looks like he's done it twice. He, um, former deputies, de- former deputy, Stephen Hortz, 42 allegedly used. This is from September, by the way, I'm sorry. Uh, formerly or allegedly. going to make all those allegedly. It's important, you know, get sued yourself. Allegedly. Yes. You stolen cards to make purchases from an, um, automotive automotive parts store. And from QVC television network. Uh, having some of the item, items delivered to his own house. And uh, the majority of the charges were declined. That is. He's. Okay, so he was also charged with stealing guns, stealing fans, and wow. other items from home, um, where he was disp- dispatched to do a welfare check. This uh, is.
0: That's disgusting.
1: Uh, shitty cop. This is a yeah. shitty
0: human being. Yeah. Um, uh, to use that, you know, to he, u- yeah. To use that for your advantage is so fucked up, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. To do that, to use your authority and your power, um, to uh, to do that, to you know, take advantage of, of people who are dead, you know, and yeah. take advantage of the situation, and just you know, it's a, it's abuse. It's abuse. Yeah. So, yeah. Terrible. Um, it's, yeah, he was additionally charged with a felony count of identity theft, one felony count of grand theft embezzlement, and four felony counts of attempted grand theft while on duty in
0: connection with the credit card theft. That was Gosh. in Cali- is that California? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He, he got um, let's see. I think he said uh, he yeah sentenced to four years and four months, the maximum
0: time. Wow. So, Uh,
1: Yeah. That's true crime. That's weird. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, You guys sucks, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. It it, cops are just people, man. You know what I mean? And and, uh, full of of flaws and um, just like anybody else. But unfortunately uh, they have the ability sometimes to um, skate around things because of Mm -hmm. their connections. And uh, that's a, that's one of those instances where you, you know, you just hope that he gets what he's uh, what he's got coming, and uh, sounds like for the most part he has. And I know that f- prison won't be fun for him. That's for sure. No, no, no. <coughs> but uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's just you know, four years. I don't know. Maybe seems could be a little light. You know, he's done it twice. Yeah. And um, I, you know, I hope he never gets to. I mean, I hope he never gets to be a, a cop again. You know, I would imagine I probably wouldn't. But, um, you know, just just shitty, shitty, shitty man. You know, I just, you know, (sighs) yeah, I just don't know what else to say other than that really sucks. And I feel, you know, don't do that, you know. Don't be a bad cop if you're a cop, you know. We need need all of the, you know, obviously we we need to we need police, people who are going into positions of authority you know you need to do it with altruism you need to do yeah. it because you want to do good and yeah. you know and uh, it, like you said people are flawed and they can be you know circumstances can corrupt people you know power corrupts we know that i mean you know you know we don't need to talk about politicians
0: but you know it's yeah. true it's it what is, it is, it what is, true. It is so. But it's it's a tr- it's the same thing when we talk about you know p- people in the priesthood, you know, like yeah, oh yeah. All you can hope for is that these people go into that profession with a a rock solid, um, you know, sense of themselves, and um, because that's a ton of responsibility, and mm-hmm. and unfortunately, if there's one bad priest, guess what it looks bad on the whole, you know, organization. And yep. uh, it's very, you know, you got one bad cop, you know, I don't care if the, you, you know, you got a department of a thousand cops. If one cop is a bad cop, your organization looks bad, you know, and uh, we're asking these guys to do an impossible job. We're not meant to police one another like this. Uh, yeah. These guys are seeing the worst of humanity on a daily basis. But when somebody, you know, when they take, things like this and they abuse their power for their own gain. Um, it just, it makes you question a lot of things and it's unfortunate because um, I want to believe that we're better than that. So yeah I'll leave it yeah. at that. Um, I got one here from JLo. I don't know how you say that. Jalopnik.com. NASA hired a bunch of theologians to study how people will react to discovering aliens, and this was uh, this is actually from yesterday. This is recent article, um, which is interesting. I think that's an interesting uh, subject. NASA, NASA asked twenty four of the world's leading religious experts and scholars or theolo- the- theologians. Sorry, uh, theologian, theologians for help. Uh, figuring out how people are going to react if aliens exist this bit of news uh coming right after the successful launch of the james webb space telescope which is supposed to uncover more than we've ever known about the universe is, is suspicious to say the least i don't know it feels preventative uh Pre-science? Pre-scient, maybe? Prescient? Is that prescient? Prescient. 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 Uh, Really, it could just be that NASA is quietly having a kick-ass year, as time reports. Maybe there was a budget surplus, so why the hell not hire experts in theology? Having an idea of how people will react if they're told intelligent life exists outside of the Earth is probably useful. One of those experts, Reverend Dr. Andrew Davison, is writing about his research among those 24 religious uh, scholars and his work, Astrobiology and Christian Doctrine, will be published in 2022. Dr. Davison explained in his research with NASA and the Center of Theological uh, inquiry in Princeton in a statement shared by the University of Cambridge where he writes, my pr- my project is easy to define. I am researching and uh, writing a survey of the main topics in Christian belief, what is sometimes called system- systematic theology from the perspective of life elsewhere in the universe. I see my main task as identifying and working with parts of the theo- theological tradition that could bear direct directly upon the topic, even though they have not yet been brought to bear. I in thinking th- uh, theologically about life elsewhere in the universe, there has been a tendency to pick up mainly on passages from previous theological work where other life has been the topic under discussion. I want to move beyond that and join the discussion to a much wider range of material and perspectives. I have also been thinking about the doctrine of creation, especially in terms of how it deals with themes of multiplicity and diversity. In other words, maybe Ridley Scott was onto something with the engineer slash Jesus thing in Prometheus hmm. I still think nobody beats Stanislaw Lem's Take on Intelligent Life in Solaris. And Lem was quite the gearhead, so he wins. Um I mean I um I think it's interesting it's it's, it's pushing our religious leaders to really have to think about these things. And yeah. we're, we're we're really I think with the advent of, we've talked about before, the advent of the internet and having so much information at your fingertips. What we're learning about mm-hmm. space, the UFOs, we're we're, ha- we're having to face questions in humanity that we've n- we've never had to take this seriously. Yeah, be- because you know, is it, it was just a theory or an idea, and now there seems to be a little more proof that there are other things out there. And I think it's interesting. The religions that are going to succeed are the ones that are built to sort of conform, which Christianity is kind of one of those religions. That's the reason why it's been able to stick around for so long, because, you know, you have certain passage passages in the Bible, or there's enough backbone there where you can kind of move with the times. Um, you know, now a lot of that is up to imp- interpretation and how you interpret these things. Um, but it's definitely, I think it's an interesting thing. I it would be interesting to see what what these twenty four experts each on their own sort of have to say. I would like to, mm-hmm. I'd like to read all of the you know the different sort of takes on it. But um, you know,
1: yeah, it's it's well, I think it's a wise thing to kind of get um the abstract influences because you know religion is a huge part of people's lives obviously you know not everybody's religious but the various religions of the world from you know the past to current help shape a lot of thoughts yeah. and a lot of culture and a lot of history um, so there's a validity to asking these questions to, you know, kind of expand on, you know, how we can – because, you know, we, we talk about, you know, how you perceive things as through your your cultural uh, frameworks, you know, what right. you've been exposed to culturally yeah. and growing up and, you know, your, hist- your, your environment and your cultures. Um, so – using you know it gives us the the framework it gives us the ideas like this is how you know this is a possible approach of from this or an interpretation right you know of like you know the religious text the bible or whatever um you, you know because obviously people interpret you know some people are very or you know strict and straightforward and everything that's written is how, how it is and their particular version of the book um Or, you know, some people are a little bit more, take it more metaphorical in aspects, but just the mental exercise of applying systems of belief to, you know, creation to, um, uh, to otherworldly and, you know, not necessarily to, to, you know, to the off planet, to the bigger picture of science and the universe right. that, um, that God or, you know, whatever, however you want to describe God, whatever name you want to give to them, um, uh, uh, how it was created and how, you know, it affects us, you know, we need to, cause we need to be, we're going to eventually get off this, have to leave this planet, you know, um, to you know, we'll go out into space and those religions and beliefs will be carried with us, you know? So yep. we need to, you know, we need to get a bigger idea of like how to use those things. Yeah. And also, obviously we need more tolerance amongst them and amongst ourselves. But, um, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, the, it's the big picture. We need to, Keep thinking about these things and, you know, finding other perspectives and at least if you don't incorporate them into your own and you don't accept them, at least be aware of and understand and appreciate where that other thing is coming from because then you can appreciate – more about a person, because if you don't know anything yeah. about a person, you know, you, you typically you first thing you do is you judge them by how they look, you know, and then you judge them by how they speak and, and and maybe what they do. And then or, you know, and how much they've been educated. But you don't really you don't know that person until you even, you know, you've gotten more of their personal history. So learning more about something changes the way you look about Look at things, you know. So yeah, yeah, it's just you know, it's adding more data to our cumulative knowledge of everything. Yeah, even if it's just speculative.
0: So, I think or that whatever. I think that there's a lot of um, what religion does do is helps people figure out a universal truth that that mm-hmm. may be not maybe the world's truth but maybe a truth that makes sense to them as as long as everyone is attempting to find universal truth um i've always said that as long as you're on the side of humanity then then we can we can bro down you know we we can find commonality because that's the main thing and as we are evolving into a new you know this is a new time for humanity um, mm-hmm. on so many different levels. We've never been pressed in order, you know, for our brains to have to grow quickly and understand this new environment that we find ourselves in. And um, the the growing pains that we're going through. And, um, you know, as long as we continue to ask questions and not be afraid to do the research and dig, I, I think we're OK. I think we're, we're going to be OK. As long as we don't try to stifle the truth, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the main thing.
1: Yep. Agreed.
0: Cool.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I hope, hope anything I just said
0: makes some kind of sense because, It, does. Yeah, it, does. it
1: all. I've lost it all in the meantime. <laughs> no,
0: it's great. It's great, man. No, it's good. We, uh, look, we enjoy these discussions. Yeah. Uh, you know, we wanted to, to bring, these weird stories to people because you probably you know maybe you've heard some of them but maybe haven't but you know at the end of the year this is a time for us to reflect and and on the on the weird year that we've had and um you know get outside of the the norm the normal news cycle and and listen to some news that's a little bit weird So, we're looking for a little help from our friends. We need you, our loyal listeners, to help us spread the word about the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Just go to your current podcast provider, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. We're just about everywhere. Hit the subscribe button, download the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, give us the highest rating you can, and give us a review. The What's Your Weird Story podcast is a community effort without our friends friends and listeners it wouldn't be possible to do what we do so please help us out by spreading the word
1: okay this is from march this is a, related to the kind of what we just talked about in a way and well stuff we've talked about all together during all this um from cbs news by Sophie Lewis, extremely rare meteorite found in wake of spectacular UK fireball, may contain the quote, building blocks of life, end quote. Huh. Yeah, so apparently in February of 2021, a spectacular Hi Minnie, my cat, she wants to get in on this conversation. Um a spectacular fireball lit up the sky over uh, the UK and northern Europe and uh, fragments of the broken up meteorite that were left over that came here to Earth. Uh, scientists have discovered that it may contain the building blocks of life, an extremely rare meteorite. uh Found on an unassuming driveway of a house in Gloucester, Glock, 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 Gloucestershire, Gloucester, man, uh, English, <laughs> whatever that these, is, man. Some of these things, like they look like it looks like it, it's like uh, to an American tongue. It's uh, it's Gloucestershire, okay. but you know, uh, to English. Speakers, and I apologize to all of our UK friends. It's probably it's probably Gloucester, Um, Gloucester, something like that. And um, let us know how we're saying it wrong because you know we are two, we are one people separated by uh, a language or something like that. Whatever it is, that quote. Anyway, there was a uh, a rare. Extremely rare meteorite found in somebody's driveway. Um, and the, uh, it's a f- one of the first pieces, uh, discovered in the UK for 30 years. Of a meteorite, apparently. That the researchers took a peek into it, and, um, it is something like 46, four, no, 4.6 billion with a B years old. Damn. Um, Wow. They've nicknamed it the Winchcombe meteorite, and uh, for the town it landed in Winchcombe. That's a little bit easier for me to say. All right. So anyway, wow. um, it's a carbonous, a carbonaceous chondrite, which is the that's the type of meteorite it is. It fell on February 28th around 10 p.m. local time um, over the western UK. A bright flash lasted about six seconds. The fragment, <clears throat> which weighs about uh, 10.6 ounces, uh, was is yeah it's a special kind of meteorite known as the Carbonius, carbonaceous carbonaceous uh, or whatever Car- chondrite. Um, Dude, one thing about uh, us growing up in uh, rural Oklahoma is there's just some of the words with more than two or three <laughs> syllables. Yeah, yeah. As, if, try as we might. This, they just do not come out of our country boy mouths.
0: Them's big you know, words,
1: we just, yeah. We, we just can't get it. We just can't, yeah. Yeah. can't get those. Um,
0: but the, 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 the story is interesting because it is yeah. – it again, you know, we are – in the beginning, when we were a young planet, we used to get the shit pelted out of us by all yeah. these meteors. And so that's why, you know, and, and all these different life forms, um, single-celled organisms and things that attach themselves to these rocks or that live in these things are part of the reason why we are what we are. And the fact that we're not getting pelted anymore like we used to— um, is a little bit unsettling um, because I think there's certainly a possibility of mm-hmm. there to be uh, larger um, impacts which actually leads me to uh, have you watched Don't Look Up yet?
1: I have not. I've, he- I've heard about it but I I mean I've watched a lot of other things over the holidays but uh, it's didn't pretty, watch it.
0: pretty good. It's pretty yep. good. It's really you know it falls right in line with this. Um, and it it it's a it's a pretty funny and just they punch at everybody and it's really mm. uh, it's a satire obviously of of, yep. of where our world is right now and how we just can't get out of our own way right um, and um, you know we have a false sense of security because we don't have to deal with as many asteroidal impacts that uh we did in the past. All you have to do mm-hmm. is strip away the layer of uh of plant life and, and things like that. Look at the earth for what it really is, strip the oceans away and see how much impact that we've taken over, you know, millions and billions of years to see mm-hmm. that, you know, the fact that we're here is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. if we are in fact here and this isn't a hologram um mm. it, it it is it's it's amazing and who knows how many how many times a creature an intelligent creature has uh been in the position that we're in now i mean we don't know you know uh because uh it could have been wiped away and we have no evidence uh, or that we have been able to find anyway you know um I always always like to think about that kind of stuff, and that um, when you when you look at Mars, you know, and you see all the damage that it's taken with the asteroidal impacts and things like that.
1: Yeah. Well, just look at the moon.
0: Yeah, the moon. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So we take that for granted. I mean, it's standing, yeah. it's sitting right there, you know, yep. and it it's just it's it's odd. I mean, it's really odd that we're just sort of used to that. But then what if there were two moons? Like, that would be normal. Or three moons or four moons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's cool shit, man. I love I love that kind of stuff, man.
1: Okay. So, um, back to this, just to wrap it up, to give you an idea what these, what it's talking about, where it has the, the building blocks of life. Um, these types of asteroids filmed, formed millions of years ago when the planets in the solar systems were forming. Um, the rock is a, um, it, it's, it's said to be, it likely holds soft clay material minerals, suggesting that it was frozen once concentrated, uh, can, or that it once contained rather frozen water ice. So ah. that's pretty cool. Um, but these, t- these particular types of, um, Carbonaceous chondrites are made up of a combination of minerals and organic compounds, including the building blocks of life, amino acids. There you go. So there you go. And this is not the first time that we've um, got asteroids with, you know, those kinds of potential life-bearing combinations and
0: stuff. Right you know yeah, we've yeah.
1: got stuff that potentially had frozen microbes on or pet not frozen but you know uh fossilized and stuff like that so yeah. so yeah it could be this could be an evidence of panspermia which is the idea that we earth was seeded from uh the life on earth was seeded from another place yep um and you know a big contender for that and within our solar system is mars so so yeah man you know it's uh it's wild. It's cool. Yeah. Um
0: it's science. It's science. Yeah. It's really uh fascinating stuff, man. Yep. Uh okay, this is uh from the coast-to-coast.com uh from November 26th, UFO in Mexican volcano. Question mark. Just south of Mexico City is the uh yeah. I can't even say that word. Uh vol- <laughs> Popo, uh, cat, uh, pedal volcano. Fill it out. P o p o c a t e p e t l volcano.
1: Popo Cap Popo Capetel. Popo Cap. I don't know. I just kind of making noise. Something like that. Apologies to our friends in Mexico. Sorry guys. Yeah, this is just our, our
0: uneducated tongues. It's a real shit show here. Yeah, it is. Speaking and reading Uh, a site that's uh, reportedly a hotspot for unusual activity. This week, a video taken at the site appears to have captured a strange object leaving the area, leaving the area in the sky, prompting some to wonder whether the volcano acts as a base for an alien craft because of some mistaken claims of UFOs at the, what was that again? Poco Catepetl, uh, in the past, uh, (laughs) many, many in the online community are calling for closer scrutiny of the video by experts until they can weigh in. We're left to draw our own conclusions as to what is going on with the mysterious hovering craft. Okay. Um, you know, I know that the volcano thing, uh, people talked about it before. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly the ocean is another, um, you know, pretty good. I'm watching it right now. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Wow.
1: Mexico has a history of ufo sightings and broad daylight ufo sightings yeah and there's tons of stories and tons of video all over like mexico city and yeah you know all over and uh you know if you're plugged into the ufo scene you'll you'll know about stuff like that but if you're not you know, we don't hear about that. Of course, you know, just like the regular news, we didn't really hear much about UFOs here unless it was at the end of, a, yeah. you know, a news, local news show where – and finally, you know, which was the lighthearted kind of stuff. But yeah. now it's
0: a completely – it's a different story, man. No, right? it we're, we're is. Stuff. What I was going to say before I got lost in the video for a second there is, you know, I mean, uh, to me, the water seems like a very valid place for UFOs to be – uh, mm-hmm. To hide out and stuff. And, and I mean, why not a volcano? Shit. I mean, well,
1: know. they know we're, we can't, we can only go, they know that we can only go so far yeah. into, um, you know, a volcano, active volcano region because
0: right. gases we only have all the shit. gases and the, yeah. the
1: heat, you know? Yeah. And if you have the ability to fly uh, across space, um, you are going to need to have um, spaceship material that can survive the extremes. So you know if the cold of space, but also the heat of you know stars and planets and, and atmospheres. Yep. So um, and if you're trying to kind of keep uh, maintain a lower profile, what, you know why not a, a, a volcano? Because, you know, people can't you know, if you can go in if you could enter a volcano and like, you know, somehow survive it and even like somehow travel the lava flow streams, just that idea is even crazy. It is but you know, um
0: but hey, if they they're we don't know what they've got yeah, technology wise. So anything's a possibility, you know. Cool. Yeah. It's cool to think about certainly raises questions, that's for sure. It is a weird video. Um, So whatever that thing is, it's it's odd.
1: Definitely.
0: All right. And um,
1: here is a story. Here's a good and finally, I think. Uh, Do you have any other stories that uh, popped up that you're really into? I think this is good and finally. Um, some strange news from uh, an article from NPR written by Chloe Weiner. There can be only one battle of the Joshes brings hundreds to Nebraska. Some have called it Josh Fight or the Josh Battle Royale. Others will simply remember it as Josh versus Josh versus Josh. Josh. No matter the title, hundreds of people who share the first name Josh gathered Saturday in Lincoln, uh, this April 25th, so this somewhere that Saturday, gathered on a Saturday in April in Lincoln, Nebraska, to vie for the quote right to their name. The ultimate Josh. Armed with pool doodles, the Joshes from across the country met at the at Airpark, where they brawled as onlookers looked as onlookers with other names cheered from the sidelines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, So uh, in the end, it was a four year old Lincoln resident, Josh Vincent Jr., dubbed Little Josh by his peers. Who was crowned the winner? How about that? Oh, that's uh, great! Yeah, there was a big Josh too, according to uh, f- photos from the Lincoln Star Journal. But yes, uh, little Josh won the Josh fight. He is the ultimate Josh. Um, <laughs> that's fun. The uh, <laughs> so the the idea began uh, as a, in, for, the idea began a, on a Facebook message of from the events organizer, Josh Swain, last year, um, and uh, he says that, you know, basically it was inspired by um, pandemic boredom. Uh, the 22-year-old college student from Arizona started a group message with as many people as he could find on, the, on Facebook who shared his first and last name. Um, which isn't, that's interesting. So, yeah, uh, I guess there were tons of Josh's basically. Um, so, uh, here's the, uh, um, you know, he made a, a lot of friends and, and, and whatnot, but, um, he sent out a message with a twist. He sent out this, me- an invitation to his name doppelgangers, I guess. Oh, I guess it was all the Josh Swains. Okay. Um, but initially, uh, to duel it out to be who would be known as the official Josh Swain. Uh, and he set up uh, April 24th, 2021 in a random set of coordinates. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's he said, we fight whoever, get, whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name. You have one year to prepare. Good luck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, That's funny.
1: So, uh, it was a complete, you know, it was a joke and, uh, but they caught on and got on, you know, people thought it was funny and got into it and it became a meme and, um, enough to where, um, you know, Josh Swain, the he actually, you know, they put together the actual event and he went to defend his name. Nice. Um, uh, so yeah, so, you know, That's they, cool. uh, it was also a charity event. Fundraiser, That's cool. That's, awesome.
0: That's but, great, uh, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, That's awesome. That's fun that people uh, uh you know, use the internet to you yeah. know, to do some fun stuff and um yeah. you can never do that in any other time, you know. I mean shit. Just to find another person with your name would take, you know, insurmountable amounts of uh time, uh, you know. Um so it's cool, man. We talked about that before the guys that all have the same name that joined that they've made a band. They have yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it's cool, man. That's great. Yeah. Wild stuff, man. Thank you uh, to everyone that's listened to us babble on about these weird stories. They've been fun. It's been a fun year. We've really yep. enjoyed it, man.
1: Yeah. It's been a tough year, but it's also been a fun year and full yeah. of lots of good, weird things. Um, we've had a lot of big, big advancements in, you know, um, UFO lore, ufology, and science, and um, you know uh, names and such. Um, but you know, it's been uh, it's been a really tough year for a lot of people out there, and um, we just you know just keep your chin up, stay healthy as best you can. You know, keep keep up your mental health that's a big thing you know if you need to uh if you need help with your mental health man get it there's no shame in it at all yeah um you know i mean i'm i take uh medicines to keep me level and uh out of depression which is you know a problem a thing that i've dealt with my entire life um so you know um but i've you know this year i've finally uh was able to seemingly find the best combination of things for me to make me feel, you know, I guess normal, you know, or yeah. not normal,
0: which You're normal. is good,
1: right? You know, which is my new normal, which is you know feeling good and, and not feeling bad all the time or whatever, sad and down, all that stuff. But yeah, make sure that's an important thing, especially post holidays and into the new year here. And um, you know, we we just thank you all as always, Weirdsville, for being such a great and supportive. Uh, community, and we, uh, you know, we love hearing from you guys. And we want to hear. Send us your New um, Year's resolutions. You know, if you got any, especially if you got any weird ones, you know, send us some many stories that you happen to accumulate. If you did your homework, and you accumulated family stories over the holidays. Send those to us. Email us um, them at uh, wywspod at gmail.com or you can send it to the Facebook page or to through the, uh, Instagram and social media, stuff like that. We will take it any way we can get it. You can call the hotline. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, we want to hear your stories. We want to hear your friends stories, your family stories to make 2022 an even uh, bigger, better, more exciting year with awesome stories all sizes and shapes and categories uh, as long as they're true and uh you want to share them and we want we, we want to hear them.
0: that's all there is to it so absolutely guys let's make 2022 a great year get in touch with us tell us your weird stories and uh we look forward to it Yep. Yeah. so happy new
1: year everyone and um let's do this everybody kick ass in the best way possible this year And as always, be safe.
0: Be weird.